You're listening to a Rev FM production podcast. Welcome to Pastors Live, the show that discusses things of the Bible and current events for people who love to laugh. And now, the hosts who answer questions with more questions, it's Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Pastor Ty. It's Pastors Live. And we got Pastor Dave here today. God bless you guys. We got Gary Austin, the voice of the valley. Hey, Pastors. And as always, we have Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, their little one, Spud. We also have uh, Bob's big boy who's here. Um, (laughs) And, but Shane is not here again today. Um, shame on Shane. So, but he'll be with us next shame week. So, yeah, that's we'll, we'll get that going on. Uh, but we also have all of our rubber ducks that are everywhere around here. Yeah. Like, Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thank you, Ben. We appreciate you. Uh, but Love today, uh, yesterday was National Gourmet Day. So, switching things up, today is uh, Robert E. Lee Day. Yeah. So, um, did he know. drink gourmet coffee? I, 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 I he probably drank I, coffee. I, I, I know uh, General Grant drank, but it wasn't coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. But perhaps Mr. True, Lee, uh, maybe, maybe Robert E. Lee, uh, perhaps was a coffee guy. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, when you start thinking about some of these these characters <laughs> that are part of our history as a country. And you start looking at where our country is right now. You you start praying, yeah, uh, because sure do. this is this got a lot yeah. got a lot of difficult yeah. things going on right, right. now uh, in our country. And so yeah. pray. You know, people ask me, what are we going to do about our country? I said, we're going to pray um, because my country is is actually I'm a sojourner passing through, but look, I am I'm an American. That's where I live, and I you know I do see what's going on, and I am concerned. I'm biblically concerned yeah. with yeah. a lot of things yeah. that are happening because there's just wickedness going on. And I and I, and I I think it was Billy Graham, and I can't remember who it was, but I think Billy Graham said, look, if God doesn't judge America, he owes Sodom and Gomorrah of an apology. Um, you know, and, and so I, I do, you know, after our reading yesterday, I'm like, wow, we, we are in trouble here. Yeah. Um, and so pray, you know, guys, you know, somebody asked me, what can we do for our country? I said, well, I think the number one thing you can do is pray and share the gospel. And mm-hmm. uh, the reason I believe that we can change our country by sharing the gospel is because the gospel changes people's lives. The gospel actually changes people. It actually makes people into the citizen that they're supposed to be. Really does. You know, a person who cares about their neighbor, who's loving, yep. who's kind, who's generous, uh, who does what is right, what is just, uh, looks for Jesus, you know. But um, I heard some things in the last few days that boggle my mind. So I, I you know, the the Iowa caucuses were just, uh, what, just a few days ago, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I actually heard somebody say the reason um, that uh, the turnout was the way it was was because, uh, you know, um, white Christians think that God gave them this country. Um, yeah, a couple that, of them. I saw that report. And, that was astonishing. 61%. Here's what they said. 61% of Iowa is white male Christians. And I thought, 61%? Um, that's that's pretty, pa- pretty then, high. Yeah. I thought then it was pretty follow, high for to me. To follow but yeah. that with, and because they believe God has given them this country, and um, you know, and I just thought, hold on, just a second here, um, you know, and I get that they're talking about you know manifest destiny and and all of that, and they're they're going to shame people. Yeah, you know, it, it's sad, isn't it, that just last Monday we celebrated uh, Dr. King. Yes, and he, um, 
he was inclusive. He was not a man who said, let's shame everybody um, and shame on anybody who, who shames anybody because of the color of their skin or, or even the faith that they walk in. Um, the, man, this is America. And of course, as evangelical Christians, we want to see everybody born again, walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, having the hope of eternal life. There is no other hope. There's there's no other foundation. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved, Acts 4.12, but the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'll tell you what, we don't use we we don't use uh, threat evangelism, you know, uh, convert or die. That no, our form of evangelism is very simple: love people into the kingdom. And I don't care if what what the color of your skin is. I don't care what your nationality is. I don't care what your religion is. I want you to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely, and I, I and I hate the race baiting. I hate it. I hate Absolutely, it. Hate and and, it. and and I don't like using that word, the hate. We that was a that was a word we didn't even use in our home with our kids. Uh, yeah. But the, the, there's no other word that describes how I feel. The We're indignation. Disgusted by it. Is that, yeah, okay, you know, it's say better. That? Yeah, I'm disgusted by it. I, there I'm we go. Disgusted by the race baiting. But here's the thing, I though, am. that I thought was really interesting as I listened to her spout that comment. And I thought, you know what, though? There has been a theological error over the years Mm -hmm. that has actually perpetuated the problem where sometimes, and not all the time, but sometimes Americans take the promises of land that belong to Israel unto themselves. Right. And so what's happened is we have theologically made an error because we're like, oh, man, you know, you know, if... You know, if, if we do this thing, you know, we'll get the land and the land is ours. And we have a tendency to think like the Bible was written to Americans in America instead of written in the ancient Near East culture for the land of Israel. And so that that well, can. And so what happens is there there are those conversations and there is there is a history of a record of people talking that way. Yeah. And they've kind of missed out on the fact that when God's talking about the promises of the land. He's talking about promises of the land yeah, to Israel. I mean, you're talking about Second yeah. Chronicles 7. Well, well that's one of them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, yeah. that's the most common one. I see it oh, all yeah. the time on the back of, you know, big old pickup trucks with, you know, oversized tires and, and you know, stars and bars <laughs> flying and all the stuff, you know. And yeah, then you see the bumper like sticker. My favorite kind of trucks. It's got the stars and stripes uh, bumper sticker that says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. And you're looking at that going, holy moly, what in the world makes you think that that applies to America? That has nothing to do with America. Do I think that God's people should pray? Yes. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Should we humble ourselves? Yeah, you yes. can find that throughout the scriptures. Does that mean that he's going to heal America? Hold the phone here. That's not what that passage is talking about. And as Christians, as biblicists, as evangelicals, we we say it all the time here. When you're going to read the Bible, what do you have to look for? Context, context, context. 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 Yeah. And if you if you will stop and just look at that in context, you'll you'll maybe think twice about, hey, let's put the red, white, and blue on that passage. And I I have friends that post pictures on social media of their Bible, and they've taken. You know the the verse in Second Chronicles seven, uh, I think it's fourteen, right? Um, and they'll, you know, they've got it in red, white, and blue, uh, highlighted in their Bible. You know, yeah, I'm praying this verse for America. 
I'm like, God bless you, man. I mean, yes, you are God's child, and yes, right. you need to be humble before the Lord, and yes, our our country needs healing. Absolutely, hundred percent. Second Chronicles seven fourteen is not the verse to pray for that. That that's the verse to pray for Israel. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Romans one eighteen through. Oh. You know, that, that might be good Hello. to pray right now. But uh, you know, but no, but no, like I, I I do believe, and these are conversations that. I think are important for us to have because Dave, we talk about you know Bible verses being used out of context all the time, yeah. but here's an example of kind of this this wind of, hey, we're gonna we're gonna pray or we're gonna speak in such a way like you know this this land belongs to us right. as Christians when first of all the Bible is very very clear that uh, this is not our home. Uh, Paul in Philippians chapter three. Uh, makes the point. I think it's three eighteen. Makes the point that our citizenship is in heaven, right. um, and though I am here and I sojourn here, um, I'm told in the epistles to pray for uh, rulers, to pray for kings, pray for those in authority, um, and I do that, and I yes. pray for their salvation. Yes. I pray that they would do righteousness and justice. Yes, um, I'm going to seek to um, change people's lives with the gospel. So when they're voting for people to represent them in a in a re- uh, representative republic that they will vote for people who will actually represent them in their faith. Um, and so I, I do believe we can make a difference, but I, I am, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it makes me really, really sad that um, the, the, the kind of the race baiting that's going on. And of course, we're going to throw that at the lap of Christians and say the, all the world's problems are Christians' fault. Well, that sounds familiar to me because that's what's been going on in the Middle East for a long time. So uh, just FYI, uh, to everybody who's listening, uh, you know they're saying, "Oh, the whole, all the problems in the Middle East belong. Uh, uh, there's, it's the Jewish problem. It's all because of the Jews. It's all because right. of them." Well, we're starting to hear the same kind of rhetoric <laughs> and language in our culture. Uh, all the problems in our country, it's all the Christians. Those vote. darn it's, Christians. Uh, those darn Christians. And it's and, and it's been know. that way for some time, you guys. It's been open yeah. season on Jews and Christians. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, uh, we've enjoyed you know a few years of. Um, of not hearing it so blatantly, and now here oh, in the last oh two three years, it has ramped up like I haven't seen it in a very very long time, and um, it's it's sad, you know, when you think about um the good. I mean, if you it, let's take away the fact that the reason the three of us in the studio today are so adamant and so passionate about who we are and what we believe is because we want to see people saved. Absolutely. We want to see people go to heaven. Now, take that element out of the equation for just a half a second and think about the good, the wholesomeness that comes from the gospel, that comes from the Judeo-Christian ethic, uh, the good that comes from saying, um, because of my faith, it makes me a better person here. I mean, just if you're looking at it from an existential uh, um, perspective, you'd have to come to the conclusion everywhere Christianity has been introduced, everywhere, I mean, everywhere on the planet that Christianity has been introduced, women have been elevated. Killing has gone down. That uh, you know, you think about the the Wadani people in Ecuador, when oh, when our uh, when our LA. five missionary brothers yep. uh, brought the gospel into the Amazon. 
Uh, I mean, a whole culture was changed. The Wadani people had never known a grandfather ever in their history. And after Christianity was introduced, spearing and killing uh, all but diminished, I mean, uh, disappeared. It diminished so much. And for the first time in their history, that next generation saw grandfathers. They didn't even have a word for grandfather. Right. It didn't exist. Because they didn't They didn't exist because they kept killing each other. Right. But when the yeah. gospel was introduced, when Christianity was introduced, the the culture changed. And so even if you didn't, and, and you should, but even if you didn't believe that, that the gospel, the purpose of the gospel is to bring eternal life, you would have to conclude, but the gospel is good for the world. The gospel is good for what's going on now. And by the way, it's great for eternity because uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal, Eternal life, life yeah. through Jesus Christ our Lord. But even if you didn't believe that, which you're kind of a fool if you don't, but right. even if you didn't believe that, you would have to conclude, but doggone it, you know, the Christian tenets bring wholesomeness and they bring life and they bring prosperity. The Judeo-Christian ethic uh, brought good to the Western, uh, to Western civilization, and it, it uh, um, adultery, fornication, uh, murder; these things diminish where the Judeo-Christian ethic is introduced, and why it has become open season on on Judaism and Christianity again is, is absolutely beyond me. Well, and I think one of the reasons that it's open season is because. We're, we are, in some ways, the restraining force absolutely, of absolute right. wickedness. Absolutely. Because right. without, without a group of people that are doing the right and the just thing in a culture, then you have the Wadani all over again. Right. Right? We revert back to our basic, you know, foolish type of behavior, which if we look at... So here... Okay. Sorry, I'm working this through as we're having this conversation. But so Adam and Eve, yeah, we, yeah, we don't so, have a script, guys. Yeah. So Adam and Eve, yeah. So Adam and Eve are so Adam and Eve are in the garden. Right. They walk with God. They're naked. They're ashamed. They're hanging out with God. The devil shows up, and they, you know, sin comes into the those the the creation into those who are made in the image of God. Right. They're removed from the garden, and then you get to Genesis six. And God looks at man and it says that the wickedness of his heart, the intent of his heart is for, towards wickedness only. Right. And so here is man under his own rule. Man under his own rule. Man under his own governance. Um, if you're dispensational, somebody of you probably just picked up on that. But man under your own governance, their, their whole heart was just to do evil Always, yes, you know, and, and so, so God floods the earth. He saves eight people from that. Noah, his wife, three sons, and three daughters-in-law. And even after that, Noah gets loaded, gets drunk. One of his sons does something incredibly awful that we don't know about, nor will we speculate. But you know, there's the curse that comes there from that. And so you're like, it's like men, the the wickedness that we have. If there was not a restrainer, if there was not a restraining force of, mm -hmm. and by the way, I'm not saying that only Christians and Jews do what is moral, of course not, or even do what is just. I'm not saying that. And the reason I, I would point that out is because 
every one of us is made in the image of God. All human beings are made in the image of God. God is moral and just. Therefore, there are there's a lot of moral and just behavior sure. that happens for people who don't do, know do that. Do I have to be a Christian? Do I have to believe in Jesus to be a good per to do good? I say to do good. No, absolutely no, not. No. But to go to heaven you be, do. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Because like yeah. you said, you're created in the image of God. There there is something in you that says, I should do good. Oh look, that person has been hurt. They fell. They're bleeding. I should go over, stop and say are you okay? Is there something I can do for you? Do you need a bandage? Do you need help to the ER? Whatever it is. A Muslim would do that. A Christian would do that. An atheist would do that. Of course. Why? Because right. you're made in the image of God. You want to do good. Right. You want to do good. Yeah. And so if you think about the you know, the good Samaritan, it's an interesting, there you go. that's a great narrative, right? 100%. Because Jesus is making the point that you as religious leaders have lost something. Mm-hmm. The religious leaders have lost doing righteousness and justice to the stranger. Leviticus uh, 1918 or 1819, now I can't remember off the top of my head. I get that backwards. Um, says that you're to love your neighbors yourself, but in, in the context of also taking care of the stranger in your mm-hmm. midst. That's right. So, That's right. so they lost that. Well, in Genesis 18, it was interesting um, when we were going through that a few days ago. Um, you know, the question is, is there anything too hard for the Lord, right? You know, of course not. But then it says, am I going to keep anything from him? Am I, you know, the Lord is saying, am I going to keep what I'm about to do from, 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 Abram. from, from Abram? Yeah. And it says, because it says this, for I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the ways of the Lord and do righteousness and justice. The, the two words in the Hebrew are sadiqah and misbah. And so, and that, and that the Lord may bring uh, to Abraham uh, what you know he has spoken to him, and so uh, th- this this whole point is that that you know we're supposed to be teaching our children to do the right thing, the just thing. Um, I was always raised in a way to to take care of the people around me. You know, you 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 take care of the stranger. It doesn't matter red, yellow, black, white, poor, rich. Um, it, it doesn't matter Male, who they female. are. Does, yeah, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You take care of your fellow human. That's right. No, my dad never that said is, it that, that way. That is your neighbor, right? That is my neighbor. My fellow yeah. human is my neighbor, yeah. right? Um, your neighbor is the person that you're around right now. It's not the person who lives to your left or to your right at home. It's that your neighbor is the person that you're around right now. If you're walking, if you're walking through a coffee house and you're hearing this somewhere in Cody, Wyoming, or here in, in Idaho Falls, uh, uh, we live in Idaho, right? Not Nebraska. Yeah, we live um, in Idaho. Yes, <laughs> it feels like Nebraska right now with the wind. That so person, I, I can understand that. Those people sitting at the tables in that coffee house right now, those are your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I and I talk to my neighbors. Yeah. I'm 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 I'm, a, I'm an over the fence guy. I will talk to my neighbors. Thank you, Wilson. And uh, <laughs> hey, Tim, what can I do for you today? Hi, uh, so. neighbor. But, right, but you do good. You do good. Yeah, you do good. That's all, and that's all. And I would hope that we would do that. Yeah, we would take opportunity to do that. Um, and and it's interesting because you know in our reading today, which we we unfortunately we don't have a lot of time for, uh, but. You know, you, you look at our reading today and the scribes and the Pharisees um, were, who are from Jerusalem. Oh, in Matthew 15. Right, Matthew 15. Okay. It says, why do your disciples transgress the traditions of the elders <laughs> and do yeah, not yeah, wash yeah. their hands uh, when they eat bread? I love the fact right. that Matthew uses the right word, traditions, right? Yeah, yeah. And he says traditions. And he answers says, why? 
do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your traditions? So I love that response. It's like, uh, why don't they keep the traditions? Well, why do you transgress God's law by keeping tradition? And so, you know, I think we actually have to come back and, and Dave, you know, and I I don't know what you think about this. I really feel like we as a culture need to come back to our Bibles. (laughs) I I think even, even in the Westerns, even in the Western culture, Uh I think we have, um, you know, we have, we've lost our way as churches because we've lost our Mm. way in the Bible. Mm. Like we don't, we do do not have a full handle on the whole counsel of God's word. And, and I, and I wish we could just come back to just be in Bible people. Let's just be in the Bible. Let's understand the Bible. Let's get into the Bible because our own traditions can keep us from actually doing what the word of God says. Well, you know, it's, and I, we've got to wrap. I know, but it's interesting as you continue reading that pastor Ty, it interests me that the Pharisees accused him of offending the elders, but then the disciples accused him of offending the Pharisees. <laughs> and right. the issue is, when are we going to be afraid of offending the Lord? And that was the that was another great Billy Graham quote when he said, it's sad that in America we are so afraid of offending everybody, but we're not afraid of offending God. And you know, um, as we wrap up a Friday program, yeah. can we remind you guys that wherever you are, you need to be in church this weekend. You need to find a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Go to church. I mean, yeah. you can make the time to go. If, if you if somebody gave you free tickets to go to a Green Bay Packers game and it was 20 below and snowing like crazy, you would bundle up and go because it's like, oh my gosh, it's a Green Bay Packers game or it's the Cow- Dallas Cowboys, almost at Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. But, That's all right. You know, if somebody gave you free tickets, you'd say, oh man, those are like, you know, $500 tickets. I got to take that. Listen, you've been given the free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, your Lord. Go to church this weekend. The sanctuary is warm. The people are loving. Or warmer. You know, the pastor loves you. He's been praying for you. Go to church. Absolutely. Uh, We'll be continuing in our study in Acts this weekend. Hope to see you here. Listen, you are loved. You are family. Thanks for joining us today on Pastors Live. And we'll talk to you on Monday. You've reached the end of another episode of Pastors Live, a Rev FM production podcast. Thank you for listening. Submit your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review from your favorite podcast listening platform. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon so you don't miss the next next episode drop.